Hey everyone, welcome to episode 37 of The Elephant in the Room. I'm your host, Matt Lawson. Tonight's going to be a quick episode. It's very late at night and I am exhausted, but I want to put it out there. I know a lot of people watch these the day after, so the daily download, the news recap, might be a little bit outdated, but a lot of people aren't watching TV or listening to the news, and I like to dig into it to see what the real story is behind the story, if that makes sense. Um so they're talking about mass ABC job cuts expected soon, uh, which isn't surprising. The readership, the followership, the the people listening to the radio and watching it on TV, everyone knows they're a government organization and no one really wants to listen to them anymore. So it makes uh, perfect sense that they're going to have to uh, lay people off. You don't want people losing jobs, um, but I think at the same time, yeah, it, it's not a channel that people are really listening to or watching. So there you go. Um, let's have a look at the next story here. Lydia Thorpe withdrew her sexual assault claim. She uh, made a claim that a senator had sexually assaulted her, and now she's withdrawn the claim. So just another uh, part of Lydia Thorpe's ridiculous stories that go round and round and round and round a thousand times over. So, yeah. Um, so let's just have a look at the next story today. There's not a lot in the news today. Still talking about uh, the the... People needing answers over the Higgins case, uh, but that's been ongoing for quite a while now. Let's just see if there's anything else here. Donald Trump responds after pleading not guilty to federal charges. The Donald Trump saga, you literally have the Bidens that are criminals and you've got Donald Trump that might be, you know, they're trying to get to go to jail. It's actually crazy. Crazy. Slurring speaker takes medical leave. So uh, this one's interesting, actually. When I read through it, Queensland Speaker Curtis Pitt's future in doubt after again appearing to slur in Parliament. Um, so they're not sure if he, he's drinking or if he's got a medical problem. Um, I, I really hope it's nothing to do with drinking because this is way through the day. It wasn't late at night or anything like that. And, and we know there's a lot of things like that that are going on. Um, something that's really interesting is that uh, trans and gender diverse Queenslanders can now change their birth certificate without uh, having any sexual uh, nature on there. So whether they're male, female, them, they, or whatever else. You know what? This is the elephant in the room. My friends that are gay, the people that I know uh, within the movement, within my life, they are sick to death. They don't want this Pride Month. They don't want June to be Pride Month. They feel like it means that they're insecure, that they need a month to show that they fit into society when actually it's really what it's doing is it's not that they were marginalized before because people have been accepting of all kinds of different people in the world for the last, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 years. Remember back in the 80s and 90s, people used to hide if they were gay. Now people are outwardly gay um, and all these other different sexes that they're saying are out there. And while many of us don't agree with all of it necessarily, uh, again, I say, and I have to say this all the time because people think that you're homophobic. I'm not homophobic. As I say, I've got gay friends and they're beautiful, lovely people, just like I've got good and I've got shit friends that are gay and I've got good and bad that are straight and whatever else. But my friends are definitely saying they don't want a month. They're not insecure. They, they don't feel like they're um, marginalized in society at all. It's actually what it's doing is marginalizing them because they already were living quite a good life. They were happy. They were in society. Um, gay marriage had been approved. All these other things that were happening and they were moving forwards. And they feel like this is setting them back 
20 or 30 years because people are now ripping down flags. They don't want flags at, outside every parliament house and outside every train station and around all the schools. They just want to live their life like everyone else. That, that, that's what it's all about. It's not about necessarily having equality through having uh, you get this month, you get this day, you get that. Just live and let live. That's what it's all about. Let's look after each other and be happy and be proud of who we are and, you know, stop stop needing to give each other a day or a month or a year to, to be uh, understood and looked after. I want to know what you guys think as well, and I'll put it in a poll and, um, yeah, we'll see what you guys think as well. That's about it for the news. There's not much else out there um, today, but uh, what we'll do now is go go through and do our mindful moment. Uh, um, this one's from Tani from Restore Method. Uh, her website is therestoremethod.com. Um, so I'm going to go through it now, nice and easy for you. One of the quickest ways to become demotivated, drained, and exhausted is to split your energy. When we split our energy, we aren't focused on taking the obvious next steps in alignment with our highest and most intrinsic values. We're only interested in doing as much as possible for the least amount of satisfaction and in the smallest amount of time. Unfortunately, most people live unconsciously in their lowest values without realizing, purely because it's driven by unconscious belief systems and conditioning that has them convinced their heart's true purpose is unavailable to them. You know you're in alignment with your heart when you end a majority of your days with more energy than you started it with. If your days end mostly in frustration and irritation, feeling trapped and overwhelmed, it's a fair indicator you're not focused on what's most important to you. What's more, you're probably taking your frustration and angst out on those around you, creating and keeping the cycle of emotional dysregulation intact. Lower or no energy in a drained body and vague mind is usually an indicator that you're not living in alignment with your authentic self and splitting your energy. You may display these characteristics. Easily distracted, inability to be present in the present moment, uninspired and unmotivated, burdened low energy, sense of energy urgency to get things done, always on to the next thing, forced and inefficient, starting but rarely finishing, seeking external validation and approval, tending to complain a lot. Um, when we are focused on things that don't align with our authentic self, we're functioning mostly from the survival brain also known as a lizard brain. Our accident... Oh, bless me. Oh, yeah, wow. I'm not going to edit that out because I don't edit any of my things, but uh, I do not have COVID, you'll be happy to know, or a cold, or RSVS, or uh, Legionnaires, or monkeypox, or uh, any Marbung, ma or any of those things. Uh, our actions and words are scattered. We are rushed, impatient, competitive, reactive, subjective, and lack confidence. I think that was me. I think I was all those things, easily distracted, inability to be in the present moment, uninspired and unmotivated, burdened, low energy. When I had myself on social media 24-7, I was all those things. I could not focus on anything. On the other hand, if you're living in your highest value and in your authentic self, you are more likely to display these traits, focused and centered, highly consistent energy, centered in the present moment, inspirational and motivational, calm actions in line with the highest values, starts and finishes everything, spontaneous and efficient, draws on in inner validation and approval, adds value when communicating. Now, when we are focused on our highest value, we function from the function from the frontal cortex or the executive center of our brain. This is also known as the wizard brain. 
We are calm, patient, cooperative, responsible, objective, and confident. So I think I was there early on in the pandemic. And towards the end, when I was on uh, doing too much social media, I moved to the, the bad alignment. So it's interesting if you look at yourself and become self-aware. So how do you know what your highest value is? Take some time to answer this question. What is the one thing you do that no one has to convince you to do? It takes absolutely zero external motivation for you to get up and do that one thing. That, for me, is stretching in the morning. I get up and I just do it. Now, imagine doing that without any limitation or restrictions. How does that feel in your body? Beautiful. I bet you feel energized, creative, ready to get up and explore, come up with ideas, inspire, and contribute to the world. Now that you know what your highest value is, how can you align your choices, actions, communications, and connections with it? How can you make money in alignment with it? How can you get paid to do what you love? Not only is that feeling a strong indicator of how you would feel if you lived by your highest value in life, it's also showing you how quickly your frontal cortex switches on with ideas to contribute to yourself, your inner circle, and the rest of the world. Most people are astounded at what happens when they direct their attention, energy, and focus on what they value the most. It can be a challenge at the start because it's very common for us to align our values with those we work for, live with, who we're married to, to, even our in-laws, friends, and the community we live in, so giving up yourself for other people. When we function from our own authentic and intrinsic highest value, we become adaptive, proactive, pragmatic, and interested in expansion. Not only that, we lose interest in running ourselves ragged to help others as a way to mean something to this world. We become way more focused on what deliberate action steps we can take to contribute instead. A simple example is dropping a warm meal off to a sick friend instead of sending the helpful advice on what to eat. Maya Angelou famously said, people will forget what you said and what you did, but they will never forget how you made them feel. For you contribute to the world from a place of creative inspiration as a way to inspire and empower has a much greater impact than offering your help or input from a place of exhausted desperation for validation and approval. This is all so true. When we make a conscious effort to align with our highest values, we stop splitting our energy, we don't live in survival mode, and we have the physical and emotional energy to actually step into our personal power and highest energy flow and the endless possibilities of our creative brain and make a solid contribution to the world. I love that, Tani. Thank you so much. You can find Tani on Catalyst Bodyworks on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Now, tomorrow I have a special guest on again. Uh, she was on last week on Thursday, and she'll be back tomorrow. Um, I hope you guys all have a great night, get a really good sleep, and tomorrow come from your higher self. Do those things that you love and do them often and change the world around you for a, in a positive light. Okay, guys? Love you lots. Okay, have a great sleep. Peace.